electricity, a big idea that's inspired countless new ones. From powering the light bulb to virtually powering our entire lives. 30 years ago, State Street launched the Spider S&P 500 ETF, SPY. A big idea that inspired the world to invest differently. And still does. What can you do with SPY? Before investing, consider the funds, investment objectives, risks, charges, and expenses. Visit SSGA.com for a prospectus containing this and other information. Read it carefully before investing. SPY is subject to risks similar to those of stocks. All ETFs are subject to risk, including possible loss of principal. Alps Distributors, Inc. Distributor. Market Moving Insight and Analysis. Join Jim Cramer, David Faber, and me, Carl Quintanilla, on the opening bell hour of CNBC Squawk on the Street. Good Tuesday morning. Welcome to Squawk on the Street. I'm Carl Quintanilla. Jim Cramer and David Faber are back live at Post 9 of the New York Stock Exchange. We got a bounce in equities and bonds. Two-year yields seeing their biggest drop since July, as uh, Fed President Evans says he's a little nervous. The Fed won't wait to assess the impact of higher rates. We got more Fed speak on the way today. Our roadmap begins with this tug of war between Fed policymakers. Some are not seeing eye to eye on aggressively hiking rates. Plus, Chevron and BP are cutting off oil production in the Gulf of Mexico. This is Hurricane Ian heads towards Florida's west coast. And after a very busy 2021, you know this, right? Tech IPO activity, it's barely done anything this year. We're going to take a closer look at that drought. You good? All right, good. I'm glad. I'm happy with that. Let's start with the markets, though. The Dow and the S&P trying to bounce back from their lowest lows in nearly two years. Earlier today, Chicago Fed President Evans said he's feeling a bit apprehensive about central banks raising rates too quickly. You continue to stick to the line that recession can be avoided here, even though I think there are a lot of people that are worrying that monetary policy comes with a lag and you're not really waiting or pausing to see what the impact of the moves that have been taken already well, I'm a little are nervous going to about be. exactly that. There are there are lags in monetary policy and we've moved very you know expeditiously and so you know when we've done 375 basis point increases in a row and there's talk of more uh, to get to that four and a quarter to four and a half by the end of the year you're not leaving much time to sort of look at each monthly release said the Fed's recovered from a slow start, now leading the pack, and that the dots pretty much think would be restrictive enough at the peak, Jim. Well, the two-year says that they're not done uh, because it's, you know, four and a half almost. I'll tell you what I think is really important. Lumber, okay? Lumber went back to where it was before the pandemic. Now, let's say Pal says we have to see more things like lumber. They got to go back before the pandemic. Well, housing's still up, got to fall like another 25%. But, David, if you're looking at these and you're not considering wages, I mean, give me a break. He wants wages lower. He wants people unemployed. That's what you've been saying for weeks now. But the fact, honest, you know, the fact that I'm right should have occurred to you by now. (laughs) I mean, let's say this was Celebrity Jeopardy. I mean, I'm right for 500. (laughs) You are, huh? Yeah, I'm right for 500. You're really sure you're right on this? Uh, Oh, look. Has Powell given you any indication that he doesn't want to keep moving? Or do you think he's just jawboning and no, he's working he's given no indication whatsoever of letting up. And he's got plenty of people who are saying they got it wrong in the first time by being right. way too late. Now they're going to get it wrong again. Did you see Jeremy by, Siegel? By staying too long. Well, but the fact yeah, is. Yeah, I saw Jeremy Siegel. We I have inflation. I mean, Kathy time. Wood just joined uh, Squawk Box, but she had that tweet storm yesterday sort of talking about monetary policy being significantly more restrictive than in the 80s. Well, saying I, Volcker only doubled rates from 10 to 20, but in this case, we're, they're going up yeah, sevenfold. Yeah, but we came from, well, look, these 75s are just gigantic. Carl, uh, if he doesn't wait, well, he's got till November. He's got a, he's got a couple unemployment numbers. Look, I think the guy wants to see unemployment at, say, 4.5. 
He wants to see people looking for jobs. He doesn't want to see help wanted signs. He wants to see signs with just say uh, ready to lease. He just doesn't have in his face enough cuts at the supermarket. Uh, well, you mentioned we're going to get two CPI prints before the yes. next meeting. And Kathy Wood on Squawk today reiterated her view that not only are we in a recession, but we are going to be looking at a series of month on month declines in inflation. Take a listen. We believe we are in a recession. Uh, the durable goods orders we just saw, uh, uh, really we're seeing the strength there because of activity being attracted to the U.S., a flight to safety. That's why our dollar has been going up as well. Uh, nonetheless, we think we are in a recession. To your point, though, you think it's going to be about the job market. Yeah. I mean, look, we're recession with the tightest unemployment. I don't think she's right. Uh, I would say, David, there's a... There's Tell a me. collapse in the UK. Yes. The Italians just elected someone who wants out of the euro. Well, uh, uh, that oh, may be overstating it. Well, but she if hasn't. You, I don't believe she said that specifically. Well, but there's the a concern that they will not be as strong a right. member. So you have this incredible dollar that is wrecking earnings. When I was out in, in uh, San Francisco, if you ask me what they most talked about, it's that the dollar is just making it so they can't make their numbers. Now, remember, there's two kinds of ways you can't make their numbers. One is to say, well, okay, well, we, you know, the translation is bad. But the other is to say the demand is bad. And yep. I just kept hearing demand is bad. Yep. 58% increase in the trade-weighted dollar since early 2008 helps to explain the deflationary forces that are building in the pipeline once again. Again, quoting Kathy Wood here from the big storm last night. You know, when it comes to the market, though, Jim, the two and the 10 year are all you need to look at, right? If their yields coming down, then maybe we're going to actually have a good morning on the futures. And if it's going the well, other good. way. Well, yeah. The two year was looking good yesterday. I mean, I have to tell well, you. Well, the volatility two- has been quite. Well, David, this is what I need to know because this is one of the things that you specialize in. Yes. Who borrowed a lot of money short mm-hmm. to go buy the two year thinking that was a layup trade? Yeah. What funds? Because when we find out what funds blew up on this, then I think we'll feel better. Uh, you know, I've been asking for the blow-ups as well. I haven't heard any names as yet. So you're saying you that know, nobody did that stupid trade? I'm sure somebody did, and I'm sure there's a lot of pain out there. You know, when it comes to the guys that I typically talk to more in the long-short equity, uh, it's not about, obviously, those kind of macro trades, and it's just trying to figure out this volatility. Um, hard to deploy risk. You're triaging your portfolio. We've talked a lot about hedge funds already suffering uh, losses this year, far in excess many uh, of the broader market, which has been not good. And then you get names like, uh, you know, Christian O'Day, who's uh, we short the pound and is making a fortune. Right. So, you know, that's kind of what you're hearing right. about. I, but I wonder the same. Who was well, who was it? Was there anybody? A lot of the macro guys were short the pound. So they right. they got lucky. Here, they got maybe. lucky. But uh, Carl, out west. The IPO market being closed <laughs> is starting to lead to either down round, which they have not done, or closing. And so I think that this is, if there is a recession, it starts out there. Uh, and it becomes vicious because there was a lot of talent that's now available. I spoke to, I, I speak to these CEOs, and the only thing I really, I decided to stay focused, you know, is laser focused, as they like to say. Laser focus. Laser focus. And I just said, look, is it easy to find jobs, people? Is it easy to find people? I didn't find anyone who said it was hard to find someone. Now, a year ago, it was impossible to find anybody. Now, you know, the help wanted out there. People are getting thousands 
of resumes for a couple of jobs because everybody's laying off a lot of people. Yeah. Uh, look at what Cracker Barrel said uh, just today. Uh, last quarter, their outlook for commodity inflation, 16 to 18, wages up eight. This today's fiscal 23 view, uh, commodity up eight, wages up five. So that's a turn in the right direction. Well, yeah, I think it is. Uh, one of the things I worry about, David, if you can care about the working person, they're just getting smoked here. I mean, inflation's still above what they're making. But there's no longer as much job hop. I mean, I spoke with Dutch bros. They were the first guys that, like, gave me the job hop phrase. <laughs> Not a job hop. Well, so then Powell's doing what you want him to. Well, He's the, it's having the desired effect, at but least he based on your overshoot. understanding of it. He wants to overshoot so it doesn't come back. Now, if you look at all the different real commodities, he's won on a basis of over last year. As Carl, as you point out with lumber, he has not won over two years. Not in the price of housing, not in rent, not in oil and gas. Now, oil, West Texas is up 10% for the year. He doesn't want that. He wants West Texas down. Now, I, I mean, you could argue by just endlessly talking about how it's going to go up, 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 he can win, jawbone, and maybe that's what Evan's reacting to. But I, I, I'll tell you, I mean, I don't think that we're in a recession because we have strong, un, strong employment. But if you were relying on stocks for retirement, well, you just discovered that you're going to have to work a little harder and longer because stocks have been horrendous. Yeah. But at Worst least if asset. you are retired now, you could actually buy a bond that gives you a return. Well, that's now, why you're piloting It may be either way by inflation, but it, I mean, most retirees have been stuck in a zero uh, interest rate world. Uh, I bought this thing because I was getting zero from my banks, 0.25. Now, if you and fool around, you can shop for three, but then you can sh- shop it with the two-year. Now you can, yeah. The two-year is like the greatest bargain in history. There. And so then what happens is they take it to five and you look bad. And then you can YouTube that forever. Well, Jeffrey Gunlock did say he was, uh, a, buyer. He was a buyer, um, been a buyer recently of, uh, uh, in the bond market. But said the, the prices of the uh, LQD, the investment-grade U.S. corporate bonds, were lower than the, the depths of the COVID lockdown panic. Uh, right. that out. Well, how about the fact, as you see underneath us, Bitcoin topping 20000 I have been adamant that while they haven't point-blank said that they, don't want, they want Bitcoin down, they want speculation down. Carl, since no one is using, well, I don't see a lot of cryptocurrency being taken at the register, or at the, the airlines, like Delta, I don't think is taking it. Not yet. No, they're not taking it. But as long as nobody takes it, it's just a speculative heaven. It's nothing. I mean, I mean, Jay, you know, Jamie Dimon was right, right? It's uh, full of sound and fury signifying nothing. Great. Kind of Shakespearean. Great chart this morning from Lizanne Saunders looking at the spread between the dollar and Bitcoin so far this year. 78% spread <laughs> between what the dollar did. Remember when Bitcoin was being talked about as a hedge against the crashing dollar yeah. not too long ago. Well, David, I always thought that you felt that Bitcoin was full faith and credit of nothing. <laughs> yeah. Who is the full faith and credit of Pomp? He doesn't even do that much anymore. Full faith and credit of Novogratz. There's a country. Novogratz isn't bad. You He's a country. Want his full faith and credit. Who is it full faith and credit? Who? You know, what, you know who's using it? The only people I can find using it? Yeah, I know. Ransom, people who take ransom, kidnappers, basically, yeah, or they do. kidnap now, your computer. People are um, paying ransom if it doesn't uh, cause a major shutdown or something. They just pay. 
No, they only put they only pay when something's going to close. It's been a it's been an if, they, if something's going to close, they Listen, pay. If we not, record they don't inflation pay. and gold is down. I mean, gold is no longer there. That's than, done. Is that done? That's over. Gold seems very done. It does, gold's doesn't it? Gold's been going on for 3,000 years. I know. But everybody's like, oh, it's an inflation. I mean, what happened to that? Well, nothing's... There was every year gold should have surged. Nothing's working. That's the point. The point of our show this morning well, is nothing's working. Well, if you okay, let's stay focused. Short bonds, that worked for you. That worked incredibly well. Why you, is the two-year at four and a half? The, what is that about? Because he's going to take it to five and a half. the two-year this year. Like you think the two years really wrong? You, you're retiring. The two years are... I'm not going to short it. What? I'm not going anywhere. You're not going anywhere. No. No, I wasn't talking about you. Oh. I was talking about oh. the broader year. Oh. 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 We, it's a, it's we know you're not going anywhere. But the yes. two-year says, honestly, the two-year says he's taking it to five and a half. That's the only justification. Now, he's going silent. I mean, I don't know. Dudley has a piece out today saying what happens when things get tough, when you start to see the pain. And right now they're behind the curve and there's support. Go ahead, fight inflation, do your thing. But once it gets more mixed, how much, how how resolute will they be? That's, That's the hard part. Well, I mean, look, he has to have people thrown out of work. I keep saying that. You have to make it so that that when you get to a restaurant, they don't say, "Hey, listen, have a drink. We gotta, we'll find a, we'll find a waiter eventually." That has to end. Now, I don't know what in his daily life, how much he goes to the supermarket, but it's awful. You have to go to, uh, to get liquor. Don't buy liquor at the supermarket; it's too expensive. Okay, I'll keep that in mind. I ran into Volker once at the grocery store. Did you? Yeah. What was he buying? The Upper East Side. Uh, he's, of course, he was enormous. Yeah. Yes. And I said, uh, Paul, I said, you shop here, and he goes, you gotta eat. That's all he said. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> so they do get out and about. They, you know, look, a lot of times, I mean, my wife is coming with a price of butter. I asked price butter. She says nine bucks. I said, no, no, that's if you buy it from like Instacart. Nine dollars. Six bucks. It's only six. Yeah. It's only six bucks. Right. But it is up from four bucks. Things are very you think expensive. He wants that? No, let's, let's stop kidding around. Things are too expensive. For the working person. Now, you see, everybody's rich on Wall Street. This is my new Marxist rap. And they don't feel it. got a new Marxist rap. That's good. Well, they don't feel it. But Powell is sensitive to the idea that you still can get a job too easily. Now, I know we want everyone to go to work, but that's not what they want. They don't want that. You've made that point quite clear. Well, because it's right. It's good to be right. It's good to be the king. To Jim's point, uh, there are some calls on things like Hyatt Hotels. Got an upgrade over there. We'll talk about that. We'll talk about the lack of IPOs. Some pretty stunning oh. statistics about just how empty this year has been, having its slowest year uh, in several. And we'll watch the futures here as we get this bounce. Really on the heels of Evan's comments. More Squawk on the Street continues straight ahead. Let's get straight to the point. You want to grow your portfolio to fight rising costs of inflation or pay off your debt. Or anything standing in the way of you and financial freedom, right? Yahoo Finance, our sponsor today, can help. For more than 25 years, Yahoo Finance has been helping great investors like you. Whether you're a seasoned investor or just looking for tips, Yahoo Finance makes it super easy by putting all the tools and data you need in one spot. Yahoo Finance takes a holistic look at the financial news cycle, including breaking news, original editorial perspectives, analyst ratings, independent research, customizable charts, and more. You can securely link your brokerage accounts for a unified view of your wealth, including 401k and other investments. That's how Yahoo Finance gives you insights and helps you take a look at your wealth in its entirety. That big picture perspective is what great investors need. 
For comprehensive financial news and analysis, visit the brand behind every great investor. YahooFinance.com, the number one financial destination. YahooFinance.com. That's YahooFinance.com. The market for initial public offerings has fallen off a cliff, as you know, this year, according to data from EY and Dealogic. U.S. listed companies raised over $155 billion in 21. First half of this year, only 4.8 billion Jim and the picture in tech IPOs uh, that activity is almost it's almost to the flat line I spoke to enough people in venture capital they were almost uh, the level of despair has led to actual uh, laughing it's just it's yeah. unbelievable by the way that's also not been great for the investment banks that rely on capital markets activity particularly in terms of new companies coming uh, public you know who a lot of people blame? Chamath. Chamath. They blame him. Oh, Chamath. Chamath. They blame him. I'm not kidding. He comes up a lot. He comes <laughs> sure. up. He's like the villain. He's well, the villain. Was, listen, SPACs were a, large, were a large percentage of issuance a year ago. We right. know that. SPACs coming public. We still had quite a few come public, even this year. They still do it. We've seen our share. Can we just but stop that? But to that, that point, uh, you, in the U.S., Jim, as we know, uh, issuance has virtually been nothing compared so to what it has been in the past. But there's companies We'd, waiting and waiting yes. and waiting. How long can they last, David? Uh, you tell me. I they mean, you'll, do down rounds you, you, come public. you cut costs. Certainly, if you're yeah. obviously not free cash flow, you're cut, cutting costs. And you're trying to avoid having to do a down round if you can. Well, that's where the resumes um, are coming. But ultimately, the choice is, well, do we raise more money to keep ourselves going and fight to another day? Or do we, what, you know, not? No, of course, you're going to if you have to. What would happen if every time there's a SPAC, we showed guts and just said, don't buy this, people? I think you, you have to be discerning. There are still some that are worth potentially buying. Well, yeah, but there's some. I mean, yeah, there's long shots that pay off at the races. You know, it's just 30 to 1 shots. I don't yeah. want to recommend those. No, I am. Well, we've been, we talked last uh, couple of days about um, Porsche yes. and Instacart. We'll see what happens there. Porsche's, we've got Livewire here today. Livewire. Uh, Porsche is going to be a big deal. Well, and it's, Porsche's but it's real. a one-off. It's sort of a, it's its own special thing. Yes. Obviously, they've got a lot of sovereign funds that are already in there. It's well-subscribed. It's going to price tomorrow night, start trading Thursday. We'll be watching it. Do you think it, that's going to get anything going at all? Do you think there'll be people, the headlines will be, Porsche brings back the market? It can't hurt, but I, I think it's viewed more as, a, as I said, as sort of a singular Special. deal. It's not reflective of, of suddenly a robust market for, for technology companies, no. And people are going to want to buy Porsche. It's like something to say. Yeah, that it's they Porsche. Are. What? How about Tesla? Does that move on Porsche? Probably. I don't know. Yeah. You tell me. That's what you're here for. Tesla. Does Tesla move right, on the Tesla Porsche IPO, Jim? Tesla moves on Porsche. Why? Because the market's stupid. I don't know. Because <laughs> it's idiots. All right? It's like Mo, Larry, and Curly are buying it. They're all in. Shemp doesn't like it. Remember Shemp? I do. I do. How about Manny, Mo, and Jack? Whatever happened to the Pep Boys? Yeah, I think they extinguished them. I actually knew they were. You did? You knew, yeah. the, you knew those guys? You knew, yeah. You knew those guys? Yeah. You knew the Pep Boys? Yes, I did. Oh. I think my dad went out of the. My dad went out with the wife of one of them. I mean, wait before. Oh, okay. Really? <laughs> we had a Pac-Man dog. Dad, Danny, Moe, and Jack, those. and Jim is what it should yeah, have been. Yeah, right? definitely. More failed 
whatever. Can we just admit that we've been kind of a couple good days here or that this is one of the worst markets we've ever seen? Oh. Well, we're going to talk about some of the, uh, the certainly the AD indicators. Last 10 days have been pretty washed out. Uh, we'll get to Kramer's Mad Dash. We'll count down to the opening bell. Still looking at some green arrows as we, as we finally get some relief uh, in yields and the dollar takes a breath finally. More when we come back. Top thrill two is like no other course. Two 420-foot vertical speedways, three launches. All right, let's talk strategy. Copy that, driver. Go for maximum acceleration off the start. Measure that. You've got a short straightaway to push from zero to 74 on the first vertical speedway. And what about the rollback? Rollback will set you up for an explosive reverse climb 420 feet in the sky so you reach zero Gs in total weightlessness. 420 feet of straight-up speed. Let's get it. Top Thrill 2, the world's tallest and fastest triple-launch Stratocoaster. Get your tickets at cedarpoint.com. Take a look at futures here. Off the morning highs of about 350 on the Dow, but still well into the green after a series of five uh, pretty tough losses. Opening bells a few moments away. And by the way, tomorrow is the most powerful investment event of the year. And that's CNBC's Delivering Alpha returning in person. Economic leaders, policymakers, the world's top investors all sharing insight on risk, opportunity, and how to navigate this new market dynamic. It can still register by going to DeliveringAlpha.com. All right, let's, uh, let's get to a mad dash this morning. We've got a little less than three minutes before we start trading here at the NYSE. Keurig, Dr. Pepper. One of my favorite analysts, Bonnie Herzog, over at Goldman Sachs, takes it from a buy to a hold, talking about the, you know, first of all, there are people going back to work. This was stay-at-home stock, didn't even know that. But also, uh, and the business has been strong. Consumers' wallets remain pressured from higher inflation, increased risk that consumers could delay their purchase decisions for discretionary items, such as brewers, and that could hurt uh, curiosity preference. Now, David, out of just the necessity of finding out myself, I went to a Bed Bath & Beyond yesterday. You did? Yes, I did. Okay. I was the only person. That's okay. And they had those machines we had to check out. It took me longer to check out than it did to shop. But they had all the curing Dr. Pepper stuff you wanted, and more. more and more. Okay, which means what? Well, it means that um, I agree with Bonnie Herzog. I think that you may have to skedaddle. You think, do? Yeah, I, I do. So I you agree with the downgrade? I agree with the downgrade, yes. Okay. Now, Bed Bath is an interesting thing because while I was the only shopper, um, it was fun. It's fun to be the only shopper in a store. It's kind of like there used to be a show called Supermarket Sweep when I was growing up. He's going for the hams. It was just a delight to be the only person. And then I get to the counter. I wanted to give the woman the stuff to check out. She goes, no, you got to use that thing. And at the time, the thing didn't work. Yeah, automated and thing. So we paid like to my Did wife. Did you have says, your coupons? Let's just, let's just pay $28. Well, that's David reads my mind. The reason why we were unhappy is there's no more coupons. Yeah, that's a problem. And I'm used to going and getting $20 off. Got to no. have the coupons. And they also brought all the Harmon stuff. They had aisles and aisles of, like, shampoo. Huh. So we browsed. There was a woman who came up to me said, you ought to have a cart because the prices were good. But there was so much, there was so much curing. But I got something called, that had, it's called 3X or something. Three times the amount of caffeine. Incredible stuff. I'll bet it is. Incredible. <laughs> Just what you need, Jim. Just what you need. Well, pick me up. Let's get to the opening bell here. 
uh, and the CNBC real-time exchange. At the big board, it's Livewire, Harley-Davidson's electric motorcycle unit celebrating its listing. We are going to talk to the CEO, Jochen Zeitz, in the next hour. At the NASDAQ, it's Google's employee research, uh, resource group, Ola, and Google for Startups team celebrating Hispanic Heritage Month. Jim, Livewire is going to be the first EV motorcycle company to list here, uh, LVWR. Uh, Hogg's going to own about three-quarters of the new company. Well, I, I mean, everybody wants EV. I think that uh, I think this is a good start. I think that it'll work for a while because people buy any EV stock. They actually had a decent quarter last. I don't know, David, this is the kind of thing people will go for. Couple of days. Sure, it goes a long way in a charge. Does better than Weber Grills, I bet. How much would I bet does better than Weber? That's not a hard bet to make, is, is it? it? Where is no. Weber these days? Do we want to take a, a look at where, where Weber is? Doing better than Traeger. WEBR. Yeah, it's. How's it doing there? Not, not great. No? Yeah, it's not going great. So this will be fine. I mean, the market likes EV for a couple of days. They always like EV. Yeah, well, the, the tape's got an item right now, DOT approving 50 states' charging plans, uh, covering about 75,000 miles of highway. So that's a billion five right there in government grants. Well, I mean, look, I, I think when it comes to what people want, there's still a tremendous amount of money bet that EV will be good, but GM is making self-driving more of the Did, you, did you do a cruise ride? I didn't get to do a cruise ride um, because the cruise rides were too late at night. But I do think that there's something to it. Uh, it, it now, the issue is, is that they want it to be kind of a third place that you can ride back and you know, have a party if you want. And I'm still a little uncomfortable with the idea that that's going to eventually happen. But, you know, Kyle, Kyle Vogt, who runs the division, is saying, look, it's better than a human. Humans are deeply flawed. They get tired. They drink. They have, they text. I'm kind of a believer, but that's GMs, and then Ford's going even. They intend to be the second largest EV producer next year at this time. I do think that when you look at the nameplate issue that held them up, the fifty thousand sabotage. Really? Yeah. Uh, they they weren't they they couldn't they get enough of those blue. The blue shields. Someone, yeah. someone, I think, added a carcinogen into the mix of nameplates, which then uh, was tr- truly a sabotage. It hasn't been talked a lot. Matter of fact, I just broke the story. And that's, that's because I, I don't care anymore. This stock's been horrendous. It's time to, like, own up. Well, uh, your point about GM's good because Hertz today, uh, having ordered a bunch of EVs last yep. week, is teaming up with BP to install thousands of chargers. Um, big piece in the Times about the EV market in China, where it's already a quarter of new new auto sales. Incredible, incredible. And yet the Chinese economy, David, continues to shrink, and people are talking about that re-election of Xi being a super spreader event. These, well, the zero COVID policy, How's which. That doing? which uh, has China basically in a, in a, in a world all of its own, uh, as opposed to the rest of the yeah. planet, uh, has significantly dampened uh, the economy in that country. I hear it continually. I hear it from CEOs who have business there or do business there. And it is interesting that you have one man who has made a decision and feels as though his credibility is on the line such that they will right. maintain that policy regardless of how boneheaded it seems to be oh, yeah, in, terms of the, in terms of the damage that it's doing to the economy and to people's lives in China. You know, Larry, brilliant. Yeah. 
You know, he was the advisor on the movie Contagion. He's brilliant. He is very concerned that after this event, they'll end the lockdowns and use their vaccine. They're very, very sure, even now, that their vaccine works. There is no evidence that their vaccine does better than 40%. But this is going to be the end. The lockdown's going to end. China's going to come back to work. But a lot of people are going to be sick. After the party congress. After the party congress. Um, well, it's not none of this is stopping Starbucks, which opened its 6,000th store in China, Jim. You obviously were out there recently. I'm very excited with, uh, about Starbucks. Charitable Trust bought it after listening to Howard, uh, Howard Schultz. Then uh, the stock came down, then it went all the way up to 92. I think that Starbucks is a winner here. Uh, the U.S. numbers are incredible. Uh, Luxman Strivik, Luxman Narasimhan. But I saw machines. Carl, I saw machines. Right? They were making cold brew the way like I make cold brew. It's like, hey, let's throw some ice cubes in there. They have machines now that can make nine cold brews in like 30 seconds. It is just, it's Willy Wonka in the, in the cold brew factory. They have fixed the machines. And they were showing the machines, and it was like I, it, it was like nothing I've ever seen. It kind of reminds me of when McDonald's started doing multiple, you could make multiple shakes at once. Although I see today City warns on FX on McDonald's. Oh, that was a real Some of these European macro piece. issues on McDonald's. The franchisees still complain about those shake machines. <laughs> yes. They actually have a lot of problems with them. I used to love a good McDonald's shake. Not as good as a Shake Shack shake. Like those uh, the Shamrock shakes? I like any milkshake. Who doesn't? Really? You know, they like sit, milkshake. Because they, yeah, they're kind of fattening. Yes, they are. They're more fattening than the Baconator. <laughs> Maybe the more fattening than the Baconator. All right, can I just go over again the Starbucks? By the way, those Starbucks drinks also are kind of fattening. Well, you have to those be careful. Frappuccino, whatever the skin. they got You have to get skin. But, David, the technological changes are going to make it so that, that Starbucks, in and out, in and out, in and out. I, I, I don't think you understand. I don't. The I don't understand technology. the power. I don't understand the power of the Starbucks. You're right. Well, right now, what they used to have, they had like a little ice machine. You're running around. Yeah. This stuff comes out ready. Got it. Ready. What are you looking at? I'm looking at an upgrade of Lucid. Oh, yeah, you guys were talking it's EV. time to buy Lucid? <laughs> well, apparently today it may be, at least according to Cantor Fitzgerald, which now is a $23 price target. Of the names that we just mentioned, Tesla's up very nicely, of course, with the well, broader I told market. You, Tesla trades a Bitcoin. But, um, but Lucid is up almost 6% on this, um, on this initiation of coverage with that. Uh, large commitment from Saudi Arabia, the 100,000 vehicles the Saudis said they're going to buy over a 10-year period. They like the average selling price. Obviously, the range of 520 miles in a single charge. We'll see. Lucid share is still down some 61%. But it is still one of the more successful SPACs out there, trading still Look roughly 50% above its issue price. The market is so low. I mean, what do you, when you say the market is so no, low, what do you mean? From the top, from the top, they've come down. It doesn't really mean that much. But, you know, I, when I was out west, I mean, a lot of the companies are kind of befuddled. Like when I was speaking to, to, to Matt, Matt Murphy, Mar, Mar, Marvell, okay, they had the quarter, I mean, they had a quarter that was truly amazing. And he was just baffled. And I was going at him. You know, it was kind of like, down goes Frazier. Down goes Frazier. I mean, you know, I was trying to get Murphy down there. I started giving him down there, giving him the business. No, he wouldn't. Because the stock is cheap. And, they, and markets are, 
all on fire. High performance computing, 5G. I mean, it, 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 everything's good. They have no consumer. There's no gaming. Gaming is the bane of everybody's existence. I mean, it, gaming is just unbelievable. What happened? Work from home, game from home? You think it was a, a pull forward in uh, well, gaming demand? I mean, Jensen Wong was adamant that there's going to be a brand new cycle uh, when the new uh, cards come out. They can't come out soon enough. But look at NVIDIA go, David. What did I tell you? Yeah, that's a, a change. Yeah. Uh, Kathy Wood uh, buys another 185,000 shares. She's been in there. Well, she's got to buy about weakness. 18 million yep. to really get it rolling. Yep. Overall, though, Jim, we have reclaimed 3,700. No, I guess what is the, where can bulls start to feel more comfortable, do you think? When that, I, I, look, the only thing that's going to make it comfortable is when that, the two-year falls. Yeah. The two-year is the most important. I've never seen one piece of paper more important than when you used to trade the seven and ten-year in, yeah. in the 90s. This is, this is the market's keying off that. That's it. Right. Yeah. So if that goes down in, in yield, yield, up in price, then I think it's real. Then I think the market's real. Not until then. Until then, I think everything is taken as a trade. So that if you bought NVIDIA yesterday, I mean, literally, you might have to sell a quarter of it right now. Even though I think it, I love the, love NVIDIA, it doesn't matter whether you love it or not. It's a piece of paper. Our, uh, it's still better than the alternative, looking at all the green on the screen. How for about a Snowflake? How about Snowflake? People like Snowflake. Do they? Who, right. who are these people? People? Who? People like oh, Matthew Moff- McConaughey. I don't know. People I speak to. Moffat likes it. Yeah. yeah. Initiates by 242. Yep. Yep. A lot of people love their business model. Um, the He's- companies that are not loved right now are you know, companies that have a lot of leverage and maybe don't have fixed rate debt but have floating rate. Okay, so who'd that be? And we know some of those names. But it's like a secret. Well, I mean, a lot of them are down dramatically. You know, if you're a cable company like an Altice, you got a lot of you got a lot of debt out there. You got virtually no equity, 26 billion in debt. How about Verizon? Warner Brothers Discovery, which we've talked about a lot, you even know, though they don't have any near-term maturities. There's, if, you, if you know, you, watch you football, do wonder about. But if you watch football, what? I mean, they're paying you to take a phone. They're paying you to take a phone. That's what it feels like. There's promotional activity. Promotion. AT&T is certainly one of the leaders in that. Is it time to buy? No. <laughs> he answered. But the he te- te- asked. The con- hey, I, you know, I pulled up with T-Mobile. On fire. Yeah. On fire. Yeah, you know, didn't didn't raise price. T-Mobile is going been the, national. Has been the place to be. They're talking stock. over and over again that when they have national footprint, David, look out for cable. That's what they keep talking Fixed about. Fixed wireless. Listen, Verizon may be able to also do something there with their, with their millimeter wave strategy as they densify the network for fixed wireless. Um, guys, I wanted to take a quick change here and touch, talk what? about Biogen. I feel like sometimes we don't talk about corporate malfeasance enough. Do you okay. see this $900 million that they're uh, paying to settle allegations? They pay doctors kickbacks to prescribe multiple sclerosis drugs. From January 1st, 2009 through March 18th, 2014, Biogen held programs through which it offered and paid remuneration to uh, healthcare professionals who spoke at or attended Biogen speaker programs, speaker training meetings, consultant programs to induce them to prescribe Avonex, Tysabri, Tecfidera, and that was in violation of the anti-kickback statute. Well, where were million bucks. Where were they with Purdue when Purdue was doing that stuff? Is that 
No, different. No, yeah, because that stuff is that stuff is addictive. Yes, this was not about opioids at all. Purdue was in a class of its own. I'm going to tell you what company I've been most impressed with in in the plethora of companies I've had to visit in the last two weeks. Home Depot. Home Depot is so ready for lower everything uh, because that's when people start fixing their house up. a lot, of, a lot of stuff that they sell has come down. Their margins are going to be good. And they're very good at what they do. I mean, I, I would look at Home Depot. And then secondarily, I would look at Costco. Costco had a great quarter. Nobody cared. There are two really important names, especially, Jim, when there's a hurricane. Uh, well, that's, Ian did you, crash into Western you Cuba. my mind. They have to rebuild. And that means Home Depot. As a Cat 3. Uh, Tampa, of course, is looking at storm surges of 5 to 10 feet. Um, Generac is leading us this morning. Yes. Well, I, I think that every time you, like Hurricane Andrew was one of the greatest periods ever for Home Depot. Uh, Generac obviously wasn't that big a deal then. Generac is uh, a rather amazing stock because it's just been hammered, hammered, hammered. Finally, they have something to, to talk about. Storm surge and rain is the main concern, I think, in uh, the Tampa area. Right. Perhaps as much as 10 feet, and how Tampa are Bay itself evacuate? is going to be able to handle that. I saw that yeah. the Buccaneers are not playing. Uh, meantime, Chevron, BP have halted some work, and oil, after getting Jim down to 77.20, oh my God, 20, is managing I, to get above 70. Our travel trust we just sold and sold and sold, but if you had any left, I mean, oh my. Uh, where's Warren Buffett to step up? I guess, how much can he still buy? Oxy? Five times earnings. Uh, he is. Uh, he has bought a lot of oxy, Mr. Buffett. Yeah. I think he. Yes, a great deal. Yeah. yeah. Yes. Don't know that he's buying any more. I don't know either. Yes. I think so. No. Uh, another one that I met that I thought was really incredible was Amazon Web Services. I think that Amazon is doing incredibly well. We've been buying for the trust. There's no sign of anti let up whatsoever, and raw costs are coming down advertising going up. Amazon Web Services is just crushing it. And by the way, most importantly, they're hiring. They're the only company I met out there that's hiring. Hiring. You know, like giving people, saying, listen, we need you. Watson, come here. Not a lot of hiring otherwise? I, I'm trying. He doesn't listen to a word I'm I sorry. say. I'm sorry. I'm <laughs> sorry. You're like I, my I, dogs, Marley and Ragu. I don't they listen. They don't listen unless I, I have listen. a piece of steak in my hand. I they do listen. listen. I just choose to. I've, I've said that you that there there are there are no more help wanted signs in California. I've heard you. I just well, you, I choose to listen to certain things you say and then ignore other things. <laughs> it's called selective. It is. <laughs> Guys, uh, not too many days where there's only one. S&P 500 name lower, uh, Keurig Dr. Pepper. Let's get to Bob Bassani. Hey, Bob. And I, I think FedEx is also lower today, um, but it was remarkable. We had better than 10 to 1 advancing to declining stocks at the open. All 11 sectors were on the upside. I haven't seen this uh, in quite a while. Rates are behaving. Uh, the dollar is behaving. Uh, Charlie Evans, uh, you know, a few dovish comments in there that the, the bulls are trying to pick out of that. So a good start. Uh, today. haven't seen this in quite a while. You know how it's risk on? I'll put it to you very simply. Take a look at the sectors. When you see ARC up, uh, notably, 4%, uh, metal stocks up 3%, and semiconductors up 2%, those are classic risk on sectors. When they're leading, 
uh, way above the S&P 500, which is only up 1.4 percent, that's a risk on day. Uh, energy's lagging a little. Banks are still up, but but lagging. You see what I mean? This is a at least on the open uh, risk on. You can see this with big tech. Now remember, all the big tech stocks are one or two percent off. Uh, 3% off of their 52-week lows. Microsoft was there just recently. Uh, Apple's the one exception here. But still, a pretty good uh, day. And remember, these stocks are so big, they moved the S&P uh, 500 rather notably. Did you see these Case-Shiller numbers, by the way? Uh, I know we don't pay a lot of attention, but I thought they were pretty relevant today. Look at these numbers. This is the 20-city composite that I'm using, up 16% in July. Now, that sounds like a lot, but the expectations were 17, 17.5%, and it was 18.7 in June. Why does it matter? Well, well, because it looks like housing is moderating, okay? Isn't that what we want? Now, we'll get the new home sales, I think, at 10 a.m. this morning. But so far, this is a very good sign. So remember, we're playing the inflation game. What's the inflation game? Well, you're watching the components of inflation that matter. Commodities, as Jim has been pointing out, are clearly peaking. You could certainly make an argument now that housing is starting to peak. Again, we'll get some more data points, but I think it's good, certainly reasonable to make that argument. Wages are not peaking, and that's, a, that's an issue out there. But you see how this is slowly evolving. And I think the Case-Shiller numbers today were, were helpful for the peak inflation uh, story. Now, we also need to talk about earnings because it's, we're going into earnings season in two weeks. And, of course, there's the usual freak out that earnings are going to blow up. Remember, this happened last quarter. Everyone was thinking we're gonna, earnings were going to go to negative. So far this year, earnings are holding up. They're essentially unchanged, believe it or not, on the year, up around 7 or 8% for 2022. This is the S&P 500. What's collapsed this year is the P.E. ratio, the multiple that we put on a future stream of earnings. That was around 21 in January. It's now below 16. It's in the 15 range. That's a 25% decline. That's a lot. So, of course, the usual apocalyptic concerns are earnings are going to go negative. We'll see. This did not happen last quarter. We didn't get them. A lot of companies are way below their historic PEs. My thanks to my pal Brian Belsky, who's pointing this out to us. 90% of the communication services and 80% of materials and 76% of finance, all below their historic P.E. ratios. Why was this important? Because in January, all these companies were way above their historic P.E.s. So, Carl, this is what's really flip-flop. We way had high valuations in early January, and now we've gone the other way. We've taken the valuations, as, as represented by the P.E. ratio, way, way down. And the question is, are earnings going to come down? We'll see. But again, so far, the apocalypse has not happened. Carl, back to you. I appreciate that, uh, Bob Pisani. As we go to break, I take a look at the bond report. Jim's already talked about how important it is to stay tuned to the two-year. Yesterday, they yield about 435 at this time, uh, now back to 428. We did get Evans, as we said, Bullard as well in a few minutes, and then Daly later on tonight. Be right back. Tomorrow is the big day. CNBC's delivering alpha returns in person. Jim and I are going to actually be there in person, not our simulations. This is going to be so much fun. It is going to be fun. And as well, you can hear what the world's top investors have to say about navigating what is a very challenging market. To register, we'll just scan that QR code you see on your screen. And we'll see you there. Squawk in the Street will be right back. It's time for Jim and Stop Trading. You don't mention this, but the Survey Consumers University of Michigan is going to come out Friday, September 30th. But I don't know if anyone realizes, but... The sentiment is the worst it's ever been since they've been recording it. The sentiment. I mean, that's, isn't that bullish? I mean, worse than 80, worse than 92, the pandemic. The worst. Worse than the Great Recession? 
So, I mean, to me, this is actually a piece of good news. It's unbelievable. So maybe we can have a little more of a run, uh, provide the two-year behaves, and Kathy Woods becomes the Fed chief. No. But we, we need to see the Fed chief recognize that he won. He did it. Because um, this sentiment number is so negative. You won't elect anybody. Uh, yeah, some of those sentiment indicators, some argue politics has basically broken them. But yes. we'll see. I don't know, but I think it's important. Yeah. Uh, Jim, what's tonight? Spartan Nash. I am forever trying to figure out the actual inflation rate. These guys do. They do uh, you, know, you don't believe the Fed has got a lot of people on that? And a lot of the Bureau of Data. The Fed's got the you're price not, of You're but- not a believer. You, got you got to figure it out on your own, they got the inflation butter. rate. They got eggs. They have uh, Gallo. There's everybody else's, and then there's Jim's inflation rate. David, I think Apple's great stuff. Thank you for that. We're all waiting for They Know Nothing 2.0. That's no, the, that's no, going to be the day. No. He, won't, he won't go there. He won't no, go there. Because I'm not. He's I'm, praying, in the, uh, very he's praying in the chapel of power. I think that Jay Powell's doing his best. He's. Don't you look like that? Have some respect. Oh, but that's usually a criticism from you. Oh, no, no, no. That's when I say. Yeah. Really nice. Yes. Oh, that's right. He's I'm not really saying nice. Jay's nice anymore. He's doing his best. Jay's giving us coal. It's good to have you back, Jim. We'll see you tonight. All right. Uh, Mad Money, back. 6 p.m. When we come back, the CEO of Harley will join us live at Post 9 as its EV spinoff Livewire, Livewire begins trading. Dow's up 250. You've been listening to the opening bell on CNBC's Squawk on the Street. Top Thrill 2 is like no other course. Two 420-foot vertical speedways, three launches. All right, let's talk strategy. Copy that, driver. Go for maximum acceleration off the start. Measure that. You've got a short straightaway to push from 0 to 74 on the first vertical speedway. And what about the rollback? Rollback will set you up for an explosive reverse climb 420 feet in the sky so you reach 0 Gs in total weightlessness. 420 feet of straight-up speed. Let's get it. Top Thrill 2, the world's tallest and fastest triple-launch Stratocoaster. Get your tickets at cedarpoint.com.